Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Hello, 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 and welcome to another edition of the Niner Noise Podcast, part of the Fan-Sided Podcast Network. My name is Robert Morrison. I am a contributor at NinerNoise.com, and here with me is, uh, well, nobody. It's just me. Uh, so uh, it, we've, uh, it's been nice to have been back over the last couple of weeks uh, to be able to talk with uh, associate editor Peter Panacey, but he's out this week uh, for various reasons. Um, and man, what a week for him to miss. Uh, truly, truly, truly uh, just an incredible, absolutely unthinkable, like how in the world did we get here type of thing. The San Francisco 49ers defeat the Green Bay Packers in frigid, absolutely frigid, snowy, icy. It looked miserable out there. Lambeau Field, 13-10 punching their ticket uh, to the NFC Championship game where they'll play the Los Angeles Rams for the third time this season. We'll talk more about that in just a little bit, but it this was <laughs> this was a truly, truly bizarre game um, in so many different ways. Uh, I, 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 I think I tweeted out at one point during the game, and I, I, this is an annoying uh, feature of a podcast when, when people do this, but nonetheless, I'm going to say it. Uh, that if if I didn't care about this game, I probably would have turned it off. It was just in the middle of the game. It was just like this is nothing is happening here. Uh, you know, the the Packers started off the game, came roaring out the gates. You know, scored an opening their opening touchdown. What would turn out to be their only offensive, uh, their only touchdown of the game, uh, offensive or defense or otherwise. Um, about f- what five minutes into the game and then they ended up scoring three points for the rest of the contest for the next 55 minutes um the Niners defense looked a little bit out of sorts for the first drive and a half or so then they forced a fumble on the second on the second drive and they just they were relentless from there on out um man it was just it was a weird thing to watch and then uh, you know, as the Niners' offense is sputtering and sputtering and sputtering and not doing anything, they, you know, couldn't 
couldn't complete any passes and there were there were drops notably from from George Kittle uh Debo Samuel had one that was on an awkward ball but he he couldn't pull it in Jawan Jennings had one Brandon Ayuk didn't end up com- catching any passes on the day the one that he came closest to was a was a drop on his only target um and it ended up being an incomplete pass uh but was very nearly a fumble uh on the play so it was just kind of an ugly, ugly, ugly game, you know. And as the weather got worse, it it became harder and harder for for teams to really get it, for either team to get anything done. Um, but in the end, the Niners' offense did enough um, when they needed to, which was on the final drive of the game to put themselves in uh, field goal range to to end up winning the game. But it but it came down to to a, a more bizarre thing. If you've been listening and paying attention to the to the to the podcast throughout this year, we've talked a little bit about the the struggles that, that the Niners have had on special teams, um, both in uh, the return game, which has been kind of eh, um, at best, and in the kick coverage game where they've had some real struggles. Um, a couple of weeks ago, they had a in a situation where they lost their punter, uh, Mitch Wisnowski, for the game because of such a special teams gaffe where he had to come in and, and make a tackle and he got speared and he went out with a, with a concussion for the rest of the game. Um, and, you know, other little mishaps here and there on, on special teams have, have led to, to issues throughout the year. Now, the good news is, of course, that the Green Bay Packers were one of the very few teams that have had worse special teams units than the 49ers this year. Um, per DVOA, they were the last ranked team uh in the nfl this year uh on special teams again similar kind of thing just you know it's not all missing kicks and and poor punting it's mostly poor coverage and all that kind of thing and those things came back to bite them uh specifically um at the end of each half really um the very end of the second half they finally were starting to look like they were going to move they're going to put themselves in a position to uh, get a field goal to go up 10 nothing at halftime but they got into field goal range and they had the Packers had a had a, a, a mix up in their in their blocking scheme up front which is it just seems pretty simple right just block the guy in front of you in the on the kick kicking situation Jimmy Ward slices in and knocks the kick down and it's only seven nothing at halftime in spite of the fact that the Niners offense was doing absolutely nothing in the first half and the Packers had looked at stretches like they were going to be dangerous to do something and then they went in for halftime and they came out and it was just uh, the weather was always already cold, but now it's snowing. It was ridiculous. Uh, it was starting to, to coat the the field a little bit. It had to have been a, a very slippery and, and uncomfortable situation to be in. Um, but yet they had to go out and play the second half. Niners immediately um, got the ball after having deferred. Um, got a field goal to cut it to seven to three, um, and then there was there was nothing <laughs> again for a really long time. Uh, the Packers did end up getting another a field goal early in the fourth quarter to cut to uh, raise the deficit to ten to three. Um, and at that point, honestly, uh, in my head, I, I th- that was the moment I was like, I-, I think this might be how the season goes out. And on some levels, it would have felt appropriate, right? kind of go out with a whimper. Uh, this season's been so up and down. We were talking early in the year about whether or not this was a, even a good football team. Um, and and so on some levels it was like, yeah, it, this is kind of how it should go. You know, Jimmy Garoppolo sort of 
you know, starting off well, but not getting any help from his player, from his teammates, you know, with those drops that I mentioned, and then sort of turning into bad Jimmy Garoppolo later in the game. He had an interception on the, on the, nearly on the goal line on a play when, um, George Kittle sort of made something out of nothing, a little bit of a scramble drill was open for a second, but by the time Garoppolo, I don't know, he saw him. And then by the time he actually made the decision to throw the ball, uh, the defensive back had, had jumped, uh, the pass and, and, and made an interception on that. Um, so not, uh, not your ideal, uh, situation that you want. Adrian Amos was able to jump in front of that and get it. And he had a, a handful of other passes in the second half where it looked like he was definitely trying to give the game away to the Packers. These outside number throws that he struggles with under the best of circumstances. And, uh, this was not with the way it was snowing and with his thumb injury and his shoulder injury and yada, yada, all the things that were going on. Uh, it didn't seem like an opportune time for him to be trying to make these, these quick cutting outside the numbers throws that are not usually his forte anyway, almost put himself in, in harm's way in a lot of different, in a, a lot of different cir- circumstances, but somehow the special teams unit came up big late in the fourth uh, quarter as the Niners, uh, Jordan Willis, who was unsure whether or not he was going to play this game with a high ankle sprain, blocks the punt uh, from uh, what the inside the, the 10, um, the, the Packers' own 10-yard line. The ball floats up in the air, and it seems like it's hanging up there for a long time. Of course, it's snowing. Nobody can find the ball. And it lands on the six-yard line with a slew of 49ers standing right in front of it. And rookie safety Talanoa Hufanga picks it up, scoops scoops up the ball and runs in for the game-time score. And suddenly, a game where you're just thinking, man, this is this how we're going to go out? Like After how weird this season has been, we're just going to sort of like whimper out. Like, okay, well, that wasn't any fun. Um, what a way to go, uh, I guess. And all of a sudden, it's tied. And the you know the Packers get the ball back um at that particular point after the the 49ers uh touchdown and are forced to punt after going uh negative six yards on the ensuing play uh so now there's um you know about three minutes three and a half minutes left to go uh in the in the in the contest Packers punt the ball back to the 49ers um who know that the game is tied and the only thing that I'm thinking at this point is this game ends in one of two ways at this point. It it must end with a 49ers field goal attempt. And so either they make it and they win or they miss it and we go to overtime and we figure that out later. Um, so they run, run two plays, George Kittle uh, 12 yards uh, on first down and then the ensuing first down four yards for Elijah Mitchell. And now it's the two-minute warning, second and six. Um Grappolo finds Debo Samuel for 14 yards, and then uh, Samuel runs on the on the next play for three yards. The Green Bay calls a timeout. One minute, ten seconds left to go, but the Niners are in pretty good shape um, at the Green Bay 41. They don't have a lot of of yards left to gain to get in in field goal range. Uh, they get try Samuel up the middle from the from the 38 yard line um, on second and seven. Nothing. Um, no gain and then the Green Bay uses their last time out with a minute and three left Niners come back out in the field they come to look at what the play they they look at what the defense is and apparently at that point Kyle Shanahan uh, decides that he needs to uh, make a change so he uh, reportedly or not reportedly he said that he had called a pass play it was third and seven from Green Bay 38 with a minute and three seconds left to go in the game um, 
Green Bay now has no timeouts left, but the minute and three seconds is probably not enough uh, time uh, under those circumstances to really draw things out. So he knows um, a pass play probably is a little bit trouble because if it's incomplete, you maybe only lose five or six seconds off off the clock. Maybe you get a chance to still take the field goal from there. It's it's not ideal. It's not what you want um, under the circumstances. So he decides that the best thing to do is to go ahead and take a shot at it. So he, he hands the ball off to the tried and true Debo Samuel on third and seven, hands the ball off to him on the uh, on the right end. He runs nine yards to pick up a first down, and the Packers can't stop the clock. And then there's now and they're now able to run the ball um, to run the clock down. The next play starts at the twenty second at the twenty second mark. Um, Elijah Mitchell just kind of runs a yard to to set up the, the the positioning of the ball. They call a timeout. They hand the ball off to Uzcheck on second down um, for another yard. Call a timeout at four seconds. And then Robbie Gold comes out and kicks the game winner, and the Niners are going to the NFC Championship game. So insane, insane stuff. Like not what you would have expected at all um, by any stretch of the imagination. This is this is definitely not a circumstance where you're going, hey, you know how I think this is going to end. Um, that is that is definitely uh, not uh, what I would have thought if if you had said. How is this going to go? Um, there were a lot of different ways that I could have seen this going, for sure. But this sort of low-scoring, you know, knock them out kind of game was not a, not a, even a little bit what I was thinking uh, was going to be the 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 way this was going to play out. But th- it did. Um, and you know, the Niners' offense wasn't great. You know, they only threw for 106 total yards after after sacks adjustments. Um, they ran for 106 yards on 29 carries, which is just 3.7 yards per carry. The offense didn't score a touchdown the whole game. Um, the only touchdown of the game scored by either offense was the first drive of the game uh, by the Packers, and the Packers didn't really do a whole lot from there. Aaron Rodgers was 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 pretty good, but really faltered at the end. He ended up 20 for 29 for 225 yards, but he was sacked five times uh, for 29 yards, so ended up with a with total net of just 196 yards passing on the day um Garoppolo struggled again he had he had some things going against him with some players dropping the ball early in the game uh when he was making good throws and then he was making some more suspect throws later in the game um but finished 11 to 19 131 yards in that aforementioned interception and was sacked uh four times um but the Packers didn't run the ball well at all 20 carry 67 yards that's just 3.4 yards per carry um, and by and large, it was a, a, a game, the type of game that was always going to come down to some little thing, some little thing that's going to happen. Um, you, you, you never expect that your special teams is going to win you a game, but when you're dealing with a team that has struggled so much on special teams, like the Packers have this year, it feels like it, it came down to, to that. And the Packers and spites, uh, winning 13 games on the season and going 8 and 0 at home during the regular season and pretty much waltzing through the uh the NFC uh North division as they have much uh throughout much of Aaron Rodgers uh tenure there um are left going home as the number 1 seed uh in the NFC just like 
the Titans did, the NFC uh, or the AFC's number one seed. So both one of number both number one seeds go down at the same time. Uh, the Chiefs take down the Bills, and the Rams beat the Buccaneers, leaving us the championship games for each conference. Uh, Cincinnati and Kansas City will play at three o'clock Eastern on CBS on Sunday, and then the Niners travel to SoFi, otherwise known as Levi Stadium South, uh, <laughs> to take on the Rams for the third time this season um at 6:30 eastern on fox and so exciting crazy stuff um frankly it's 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 hard to to talk about this game in a lot of ways but um this was just this was a game that didn't feel like either team was was going <laughs> to try it was going to find a way to win um but it felt like for most of it that even though the niners were dominating the Packers, in a lot of cases, uh, from the from the defensive side of the ball, um, you know, after that first drive, they made it pretty hard on on Aaron Rodgers, and especially in the second half, uh, to do anything. Um, but the Niners' offense wasn't doing anything at all most of the game, and and but when it came down to it, and this is the weirdest thing to say, um, the 49ers and Jimmy Garoppolo and their offense did what they needed to do. Uh, you know, they got some help from their special teams unit, which was able to tie the game. But when it came down to it, when they had the ball with three minutes and 20 seconds left in the game, the the game is tied. And, and the best thing that they, they need to do is is get, you know, what, 40, 50 yards or whatever it was that they needed to, to gain um, and uh, and score. And you know what? They, they did. And it's crazy to think that, but uh, that is what they needed to do, and that is what they did. And... Um, it wasn't pretty. It was barely unwatchable. Um, it was barely watchable. Sorry, at times. Um, but I'll take it. And this will, it'll be a completely different game um, when they head to uh, to to take on the Rams next week. Um, but um, yeah, big props to the 49ers special teams. Big props to the 49ers. Uh, defense, especially the pass rush, which was which was excellent. Uh, DJ Jones, Eric Armstead, Nick Bosa, Samson Ebicom, um all key contributors on on defense uh, throughout the game. Um, yeah, so I'm excited. This is this is not not at all what what I would have expected um, to be talking about. You know, if we went back to whatever week nine or whatever when they were three and five and yeah, they were coming off a win. You're just like, okay, well, they, they, you know, they ended the skid, and but then they fell back into a skid, and it was just not. It didn't seem like this team was going anywhere. And um, credit, credit to Kyle Shanahan, credit to the the coaching staff for for making good decisions. And you know, we were giving them grief about this this whole quarterback situation throughout the year, but you know, it turned out that. Maybe they made the right decision. We don't know. Who knows? Who knows? Trey Lance could have been uh, the difference in some of the games that they lost, um, and he could have, you know, lost a couple of games that they won because of his inexperience. It could have all ended up the same. You know, maybe Trey Lance still leads them to ten wins, and they still get to the playoffs, and they still have a, a fighter's chance at that point. But who's to say? Um, but what we do know is that this team is going to the NFC Championship game, and. Well, I think a lot of people heading into the year would not have been terribly surprised uh, that the 49ers were among the final four teams in in the the in the playoffs this year. I think the way they got there is certainly surprising. Um, the fact that they were the third team in from their own division, the fact that they had to to win their final game of the year in order to 
to get into the playoffs at all. You know, I, I, I called from the beginning that I thought that that week 18 game against the Rams is going to be huge, but I was thinking more like, Oh, they're tied heading into the game and it's going to be the tiebreaker for who's going to win the NFC West. It wasn't at all. <laughs> you know, the Rams ended up winning the NFC West, even though they lost to the Niners who needed the game to get into the playoffs. It's just wild. And now here they are again, uh, facing off against each other and the Niners will hope that lightning can strike for a third time as they head into uh, SoFi Stadium on Sunday afternoon or evening, depending on where you happen to be. Um, now, I, I think it's it's important as we move into to talking about this to note that there are there were some players uh, during the game who uh, during the the uh, the playoff game against the Packers who who had some uh, had some uh, injury concerns for sure. Um, in terms of uh, 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 moving forward, um, there was uh, the, of of particular note were Trent Williams, um, were um, George Kittle, who was kind of uh, struggling a little bit towards the end, and Diva Samuel, who went who had an a, an issue when he kind of got uh, on the, on that last run that he that kind of set up the game winner. Um, he came and had to come off the field. Uh, Trent Williams ankle injury. Uh, it doesn't seem like it's going to be a long-term thing. It seems like he's going to be okay. He did not practice on Wednesday as we record this, um, but he seems to be, uh, it, I mean, obviously, unless he's physically unable to go, I would fully expect uh, that Trent Williams will be playing. Um, Diva Samuel not on the injury list, so that's good. Uh, nor is George Kittle. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo has been uh, downgraded from just uh, from the thumb and the shoulder to just the thumb, that was expected. This was going to be a problem for the rest of the year, um, but he's practicing in compl- uh, fully. Cornerback, uh, rookie cornerback Ambry Thomas uh, back uh, in limited practice on Wednesday uh, as he sat out on uh, Saturday with a knee injury. And then Eliza Mitchell um, didn't practice on Wednesday, but it, 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 it appears to be sort of a precautionary like this is just the kind of thing that they've done um, to to kind of help him take care of that knee that kept him out of a couple of games uh, earlier in the season. So hopefully he'll be good to go. Uh, Jeff Wilson Jr. Uh, also having an ankle ish- issue that uh, kept him out of practice on Wednesday, but um, hoping that everybody will be good to go. By and large, it seems like as we talked about with Peter last time, this is this team's in pretty good health all things considering obviously there are people that have been out throughout the year Raheem Mostert um, Jason Brett players like that um, who've been out on the long term but we'll see what happens um, I think Mitchell and Wilson and, and Williams and, and Thomas and, and Garoppolo and, and of course Kittle and Samuel will be all good to go on the Rams side of it um, as far as Wednesday is concerned uh, did not practice uh, Joe Noteboom uh, the offensive lineman, Greg Gaines, the defensive lineman, and Van Jefferson, the wide receiver. Uh, limited practice for running back Buddy Howell, safety Taylor Rapp, who's in the concussion protocol, and Andrew Whitworth with a knee issue. Now, of course, uh, the, the the notable thing there is that uh, Whitworth, who I don't believe played against the Buccaneers in their divisional matchup, I, uh, his uh, note boom is another offensive lineman that would that could fill in that spot. Um, and if both of them are, are unable to go, that, that could be problematic. Uh, so we'll see how that goes for the Rams. Um, that would be good news for the 49ers, but, um, you get, you know, you don't want to win cause, <laughs> cause somebody is cause injured by any stress of the imagination. But, um, 
Look, there's not a whole lot to say about this matchup between these two teams that has not already been said. These are two um, coaches that know each other very well. They've worked together. They're they're friends. They know each other well. They played um, each other quite frequently over the last five years. Uh, Shanahan has had McVay's number over the last uh, three years. Uh, the 49ers have beaten uh, the Rams six times in a row, uh, dating back for the last three seasons. So three straight sweeps. And now they go for the three-peat uh, for the 2021 season. You know, it's only the most important game of the year because it's the winner goes to the Super Bowl, the loser goes home. But here's the thing. Um, it, you know, Shanahan has shown the ability to win win a game with um, with all these crazy circumstances, you know, the, he won with Nick, Nick Mullins as his quarterback. He has won when in with bad games from, from his defense, from his offense. And he still managed to find a way to do things. And they've had their backs up against the wall. Both times that they played the Rams this year, you know, you go back to week 10, that Monday night football game, everybody's talking about, you know, the Niners have no chance. They are, they are being strung along. This Rams team is just going to pound the floor at them. And it was, the exact opposite at Levi Stadium that night. Uh, the Niners came out and really just walloped into the Rams. You know, a couple of early interceptions from from uh, Matthew Stafford led to a quick uh, for the Niners getting out to a quick lead, and they never really relinquished it. And then ended up winning thirty-one to ten. And then the Week Eighteen game was also a, a massive must-win must-win kind of game. Uh, you know, they had to win or they probably weren't going to get into the playoffs. It was becoming very clear that the Falcons were not going to help them out at all. Um, and they got down 17 to nothing and they scratched and clawed their way back into the game and ended up winning in an overtime. And then, of course, Ambry Thomas with that famous, you know, butt cheek interception to, to seal it. And look, th- this team has won just about every way that you can this year they had they've had blowout wins like they had early on in the season in week one against the lions they've had comeback victories several times they've had a couple of games where they've run out to to leads and they've uh they've they've managed to to hold on like they did against dallas um and then they've had these sort of like ugly you know scratch and claw games like the one last week against the packers so Look, if anything, I, I, I think this team has shown that they have the ability to win any way that you want. And really, it just comes down to, can Jimmy Garoppolo continue to be the the player um, that he has been in these matchups against against the Rams? He's been really good uh, when he's gotten the opportunity to play the Rams uh, during his career uh, in San Francisco. And um, he needs to be that sort of... Anywhere from from you know, good Jimmy is is great. Like if that's who he is the whole game, then we're, we're I think we're in good shape. Even if he's if he's uh, Jimmy who doesn't have to do that much because the running game is really working, and then occasionally makes a good throw, we're in good shape. Um, I am a little concerned because there has been a a, a lot more prevalent uh, sightings of bad Jimmy of late. It, it, it hasn't been full games of bad Jimmy of re- recently, really outside of, I think since the, the Tennessee game, when he, when he hurt himself, um, when he hurt that thumb uh, in, in, uh, in Nashville, uh, that was a game where by and large, he was, he was not on his game. And, you know, it could have been related to the injury that happened 
whatever that might be. Um, but you know, Trey Lance ended up playing the next week against Texans and, and all well and good, but he, Garoppolo has been sort of up and down throughout the game, which is not something we see too frequently, uh, from him. And so it's, it's really, it's really notable, uh, how much that has happened, you know, even on Saturday against the Packers, like I said, he was, he was looking pretty good, uh, in the first, in the first half. Some of his receivers were letting him down, dropping some balls, but he was making good throws when he needed to make good throws. The second half, that went completely out the window, and yet somehow um, they managed to 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 get <laughs> to get the win anyway. You know, in Dallas, it was complete opposite. He was really good in, in the first half, and um, or it was, it was a little very much the same actually. I should say uh, he was really good in the first half. They would jump out to the lead, and then he just sort of fell apart in the second half. Uh, again, there's some speculation that that's when the shoulder uh, injury kind of came in and was starting to, to rear its ugly head a little bit more. And But he was he almost gave that game up <laughs> with that late interception. Um, and, and granted, other problems were persisting, and I don't want this to, to sound like it's a Jimmy Garoppolo pylon type of thing, because it's not. But but it, it, it is going to come down to that. Like I feel pretty confident in what D'Amico Ryans is doing as a defensive coordinator at this point. And in that defensive line and the depth that it has and the, its ability to create um, pressure uh, with just four rushers. And then the creativity that Ryans is using to create four rushers in ways that teams don't expect. We're seeing a lot of that. Where it's not just the four down linemen, but it might be three down linemen and then you know a, a safety or, a, or something like that. Some creative uh, blitz that that's not actually a blitz because it's still just four um, and very interesting things that he's doing. And I, I feel confident in that. And I feel confident that that's going to be good enough to help uh, the cornerbacks who actually, you know, by and large look pretty good on Saturday against the the Packers. But this is a, a this is a different animal. The Packers are, are kind of a one man show in the receiving game. Uh, the Rams are not so much. And so they're, they're going to have to pay attention to not only Cooper Cup, but also Odo Beckham and, and, and other players like that. Van Jefferson, um, as noted, although he didn't practice on Wednesday. So we'll see how that goes. But, they, you know, they've got some good players. Tyler Higby at the tight end position and, and their skill players are, are pretty good in that regard. And so it's all going to be about the pressure. And I feel confident about that. From a from a defensive side from the defensive side for the 49ers, so it's just going to come down to can they control the ball in the running game like they have continued to do against this Rams team, quite inexplicably because generally speaking, Rams team is pretty good uh, against the run, and then can they control the middle of the field with with Garoppolo passes and can he control the urge to try to do more than he needs to do, which kind of seems what has been happening in some of these these plays, you know, the interception against the Cowboys, the interception against the Packers, these kinds of plays that have, have, have created difficulty for his team have been situations in both cases where it's just like, maybe the best move there is throw the ball away. Maybe the best move there is, is see if you can, if you can, you know, kind of slide away and get to maybe pick up a yard or two on the ground and, and leave it alone but he's forcing things that he doesn't need to, and he's trying to make something out of nothing, which is just generally not his forte. So um, if we can get good Jimmy, or at least safe, careful Jimmy, I feel pretty good about this. Um, so I guess when you think about why the 49ers win and why the 49ers lose, that's really what it comes down to. They win if Garoppolo is solid to good, 
or at least safe and careful and the running game is able to do what it needs to do um they lose uh if those things don't happen because i feel confident enough in what the defense is able to do against this uh sean mcveigh matthew stafford led offense um but the wild card is what is what are we going to get from the quarterback play um and if garoppolo continues to do what he's been able to do throughout the throughout the course of you know his career over the last couple of years against this team and i feel like it's going to be okay if not it could be um it could be a, a an ugly one it's that has the potential um but i don't i don't think it's going to get to that point i think this is going to be a good solid game i think the 49ers faithful are going to show out uh well at sofi stadium uh, in spite of the rams attempts to keep them away um and i look forward to a good game so with that in mind um as we look forward to this nfc championship game that really nobody saw coming uh after about week six or seven um what do we think are the niners going to the super bowl well i'm i'm going to maintain my bullish uh opinion on this team that has just gone all over the map they've just been crazy i can't believe it that they're here and the getting here just all it all feels like found money the moment they got into the playoffs after the way they started the season felt like ah, this is great like this is a great opportunity even if it doesn't end up in a super bowl it's going to be fine you know and yet here we are um on the doorstep and i don't know what this means for the future of the team and we can talk more about that later um and i kind of wish peter were here so that i could ask him that question what does this mean for the future of the team that they got this far um specifically in the, at the quarterback position my my short opinion of it is that it doesn't change anything um just maybe the compensation that they might be able to get but that might be good um yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna maintain so i think uh the niners are gonna win it i think it's gonna be close and i think because that's how we've been doing this um i think it's a back and forth affair i think it might be a little high scoring so i'm gonna go uh the niners are gonna win this one 34 uh to 28 um and they're gonna get a victory and go to the super bowl um i don't know who they're gonna face i think the chiefs are probably gonna win that game i would really like to see the Bengals win that game mostly because i'm kind of tired of the chiefs in the super bowl um although there would be some sort of sweet um sweetness to getting the chiefs again and having a chance to try to take them down in what could literally be jimmy garoppolo's last game what a way to go out by the way what a way to go out Anyway, um, so yeah, 31-28 Niners, looking forward to it. Um, Sunday night, we got this. All right, thanks uh, for listening uh, to this episode of the Niner Noise Podcast, part of the Fansided Podcast Network. As always, please check out NinerNoise.com for all your latest 49ers news and analysis, and be sure to rate and subscribe to that podcast wherever you listen. We truly uh, appreciate both ratings and subscriptions as they kind of just help us to know how we're doing. Um, and uh, please leave us a review and include a question and we'll uh, give you a shout out on air and answer your question. And of course, please share the podcast with all your fellow 49er fan friends. So until next time, let's sound the horn 49ers.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.